I'm attorney Justin Clark. Coming up just ahead on You Have Real Estate, mortgage rates have never been better. There's never been a better time to buy. Dallas Lehman with You Have Mortgage will join us. And also Realtor Ryan Smaldone will show us two amazing properties in Belle Isle. It's all just ahead. It's You Have Real Estate. Welcome to You Have Real Estate with me, attorney Justin Clark. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, seasoned investor, or looking to sell your home, this next 30 minutes is designed just for you. Think of it like hitting multiple open houses, all from your living room, with my attorney advice throughout the way. All you have to do is call 407-205-0400. Or if you want to start your house hunt this weekend and you need to get pre-approved, I have people standing by to get you pre-approved today, 407-205-0400. But first, it's time for my opening statement. First of all, uh, I make a commitment to you to never wear this jacket again. I was told before I left the house not to wear it, and I don't blame you for hating me. Stick with me, all right? We won't wear it again. But this new report is really making me nervous out there. So there's this new report that just came out that said Orlando, Miami, Tampa, and Jacksonville are the top four cities in the United States for mortgage denials. And it makes me nervous because I'm afraid you're going to read that and say, you know what, I'm not even going to go apply for a mortgage because I'm going to get denied. Well, let me kind of demystify this for you a little bit. Number one, do you want to guess what percentage of people are getting denied? less than 10%. So one out of 10 may be getting denied. That means nine of us are actually getting approved for the mortgage. So these denial rates are very, very low, but also think about it like this. We live in the epicenter, Florida, of the real estate collapse of 2008. So yeah, we may be coming back a little bit slower than some other places with our credit, but also we have a lot of investors here, people buying second homes who are applying for mortgages, and those mortgages are a little bit more difficult to get than a primary home. So we're, our numbers are skewed because of that as well. And then also we have foreign nationals who are buying here and applying for mortgages that are also very difficult to get or, or more difficult to get than a regular single family primary home. So don't let this report and these numbers scare you. Getting a mortgage now, while it's not as easy as it was back in 2006 when you just needed a pulse and pen, is certainly not as difficult as it was in 2010 when it took an act of Congress. To, to get a mortgage. We're somewhere in between. And if I had to say we're closer to 2006 than we are 2010, I'm not seeing many people get declined at all. So don't let this report scare you. And if you need to get pre-approved, 407-205-0400. Now it's time for Real Questions. Each Saturday here on You Have Real Estate, we ask real questions to the truly trend-setting people in Central Florida's real estate community. Today on the program, I have Dallas Lehman. He is the owner of You Have Mortgage and Ryan Smaldone. He is a real estate agent here in Central Florida. Before I go to those guys, I want to tell you a little bit about IQ Power Solar. IQ Power Solar, in my opinion, far and away the best solar company in all of Central Florida, probably all of Florida. They did solar for me. My electricity bill went from 500 to $50 a month. Here's Stephen Bader, COO of IQ Power Solar, to tell us how. You know, the EPA puts out a graph that, that, that rates states and, and areas for productivity in regard to photovoltaics or solar panels, and Florida ranks pretty high. So solar is a lot more valuable here than in other states. One of the largest differentiators between us and our competitors is we really 
we constantly try to understand electricity. And uh, in reality, solar has a different value to every single home based on their behavior and the way that they live their life. And if you don't really look at those things, you can't really gauge a proper ROI. Our programs are all no money down programs. They're not designed to, you know, to get money down or to get any money up front. They're designed to essentially have you into a program where your payment is less than what you're already paying on your electric bill. It's supposed to be a very easy, seamless transition. Um, there's very rare cases where, you know, if someone, you know, doesn't necessarily qualify for the better programs or subprime lenders, et cetera, but it's no money down. You don't pay until after it's installed. You're already saving money before you pay anything. Thank you, Steve, and, and welcome to the show, Ryan. First time guest, Ryan Smaldone. How you doing, brother? Good doing to see great. you. Doing great. How about yourself? Dallas Lehman is here. Uh, return, repeat visitor. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. Ryan, let me start with you. Start with you for a second. Homevest Realty, but your group is called Young and Younger. What does that mean? So Young and Younger, it's actually started by Scott and Brad Young. Uh, they work over there in the Conway area. It's a father and son. Um, so as you can tell, their last name is Young. So when you see Young and Younger. Scott would be young, and then Brad would be younger. I get it now. It makes, <laughs> makes perfect sense. Uh, speaking of young and younger, you're, uh, I know your father. How, how's he doing? He's doing great. Still doing the real estate business, out there always working. How do you think having a dad who's been in real estate his whole life, you grew up around real estate, how do you think that is, has helped or hurt or really affected your real estate career? Um, I definitely think it's helped. I mean, growing up when I was younger, I mean, constantly I was playing with my toys in his office, listening to him on the phone. <laughs> it was kind of one of those things where you knew right away that you were going to be in the business. It wasn't like, I, well, I'm, one day I'm just going to decide to be a real estate agent. It was basically like I was born into it almost. Um, even when I was younger, I used to run around all of his open houses. I'd pick out which room was going to be my bedroom, even though we weren't buying that home. It was one of his properties. So I would learn a little bit from that. But I mean, basically, anytime you needed assistance or needed help at my beginning of my career, I could just pick up the phone and call them 24-7 versus anything else. Yeah. And I know at Young and Younger, you guys don't like specialize in, in buying foreclosures, but I think your dad has done a lot of that and still does. For someone who's watching right now, who's interested in investing, I mean, how do you feel about buying foreclosed homes? It's definitely an interesting market. It all depends on how you're going for it, because it all depends on where that foreclosure is. I mean, we don't know, you gotta figure out all the different liens, what's going on behind the scenes, because most people just jump into them and expect, oh, I'm gonna buy a cheap house and nothing's gonna happen. But when you're looking at those foreclosures, there's a lot of hidden behind the scenes stuff that you need somebody to be able to at least help or guide you to know that you're not just jumping into something and putting a whole bunch of money and all of a sudden there's another 6,000, 7,000, 8,000 extra dollars tacked onto it. Yeah, if, I mean, if you're looking at investing and you wanna go buy foreclosures, be very careful. You need to hire a lawyer or work with an agent who really knows what they're doing. I have people come in my office all the time who buy HOA foreclosures, right? And they'll go pay $100,000 for an HOA foreclosure not knowing that there's still a mortgage on it. So they're spending all this money buying the HOA foreclosure that the bank is just going to come foreclose you know, in two months from now or whatever. And uh, exactly. it can be a really ugly scenario. And these, the clerk of courts is not going to tell you this. I mean, they're not going to say, uh, oh, be careful here. It's, it's sort of buyer beware. Be very careful if you're going to invest in foreclosed homes. Like your dad's been doing it for a thousand years. He, he knows what he's doing. But you've probably seen him even get taken advantage of at times or, or not make money on a deal, right? Oh, yeah. There's no way of, I mean, besides doing your research and knowing what's going on, sometimes there's stuff that even pops up. But it's always good to have someone else being there, like behind the scenes to be able to help you out. Yeah. 
Um, most people are looking for that 20% return or the 15% return. You just got to figure out, you know, you got to run your numbers and know what you're doing. Yeah. What are you seeing out there in the trenches right now? Buyer's market, seller's market? Uh, what are you seeing? Well, I don't know if you really consider it a buyer's or seller's market because, I mean, the inventory is lower than it's ever really been. But we're selling more homes than we did last year. I mean, we sold about, I think, in general, all of Orlando, we've seen 3,000 homes just around that sold last month or last month. Mm -hmm. And then about last year, that's like a 7.4% increase, I believe it is. So, I mean, the market's still hot. It's still moving. It's still going. And I mean, people are still buying and selling because, I mean, the interest rates are so good. It's like you said, if you're missing out on that, you know, the time right now, then when is the best time to buy? And, and I know that you, you work with a lot of buyers as well. I mean, are your buyers going in and like doing full price offers, same day type of thing? Or are they going to lose out? I mean, typically during that summertime where there's tons and tons of competitions and you have multiple offer situations, maybe you have to go a little bit more extreme to get that property. Like maybe you have to put a little bit more effort towards it to get the home. But the most important thing you have to pay attention to is that price per square foot. Because if you're, if you're just throwing money at the house and you're putting yourself into zero equity, you know, maybe that's not the perfect home to buy. But if you have someone behind the scenes, like I said, running those numbers, doing those figures for you and comparing properties of similar size, bedrooms, bathrooms, whatnot, you're going to be able to still find a good deal. Yeah. Uh, let's say you're working with a buyer and, and the list price on the house they want to make an offer on is 400 grand. And they come and say, Ryan, I, I think this is overpriced, terrible, offer 200. What do you say? I mean, how do you feel when you, you have to present an offer that's just obviously too low? Well, it's pretty tough because you don't know why the seller's selling and the seller doesn't know why that buyer is buying. Um, if you're going to throw in a $200,000 offer on a $400,000 house, you're probably going to offend that seller and that seller's probably not even going to send you a counter. Right. So it's pretty much like practicing a contract. It's like, I'll just be writing up a contract just to practice versus anything else. But you really want to be smart about how you want to go after a house. If you think it's too overpriced, it might not be the right house to go after then. But that's why we run the numbers. We make sure that you're not overspending on the house and we can present the facts to the sellers and their agents to show that the house is overpriced to be able to back up your facts that you want us to do. What are some of the fears when you're working with first-time home buyers? What, what are their fears? What, what has them concerned when you're driving around in the car with them? What really has them scared of buying? So a lot of things that people are scared of is even before they go into the contract, they're nervous about inspections and they haven't even gotten an inspector inside the house. Um, they might see like a little bit of like a discoloration on the ceiling and they might think, oh my gosh, the whole entire roof's leaking. And that'll scare them away from buying that house because sometimes for ex especially first time home buyers, they just got done renting. They don't know what the expenses are behind, you know, okay, if I have to replace a roof, how much is that going to cost? So they get nervous right off the bat saying there's no room to wiggle. Now that's where the inspection period comes in to save you a little bit because within that time period, you can figure out how much you can get back for that roof if need be. And typically sellers are gonna be wanting to give you, you know, the house in the good condition, not in the terrible condition, yeah. unless it's a foreclosure, then you know what you're getting into a little bit there too. What are some of the biggest fights that you see from the time we first put a contract in until closing? What are some of the biggest fights between buyer and seller or, or agent and agent, I guess, at some point? So the biggest, the two biggest parts are going to be your inspection period and, of course, your appraisal. Your inspection period is where you're going to find out all the different issues and the different problems in the home. 
And that's basically your first hurdle that you have to get past. Because once you're past that inspection and you've gotten either, whether you've gotten the repairs done, whether you've gotten it back towards closing costs to be able to help you out at the end, um, that's really the first hurdle. And then of course, after that, you have to make sure with the appraisal to see if you can get the loan, like for the price of the house that you're under contract for, where, you know, that could be an advantage or a disadvantage at times. But the appraisal is your second hurdle. And once you're past that, I mean, it's just getting your information into that lender and getting it closed. How do you help buyers understand that, you know, just putting a contract in doesn't mean we're locked in no matter what. I mean, they're, they're going to have a right to do an inspection. Their, their mortgage company is going to do an appraisal even, and they're still going to be able to back out of this contract. But I feel like a lot of buyers think once they sign that initial contract, they're locked in no matter what. How do you help them understand that process? Well, you let them know that, I mean, basically an inspection period, if for instance, the sellers don't want to do any repairs and that's not feasible for the buyer. The buyer has all the right to back out, get their escrow deposit back. And the only money that they do end up losing inevitably is their inspection. You know, the money they put towards inspections. And that's just the kind of the gamble that you take at that point. But you have all the time to be able to get out of that contract because you're protected by that appraisal. You're protected by that inspection period um, that if for need be you had to get out, you can. But Typically, when someone goes under contract and they do like that house, they're probably going to go forward. Yeah. They, they're going to like the house. They're going to want to do what's best. But, of course, inspection-wise, if you need to get out because there's too much, you're able to. And we're going to show a few houses here in a few minutes, guys. But first, let me bring in Dallas Lehman. Dallas, owner of You Have Mortgage. Welcome back to the show. How are you, Great sir? Great to be here. Thanks, Justin. So in that position, whenever the buyer is, is obviously getting a mortgage because they mm -hmm. want to buy this house, Back in the day, I think mortgage companies used to call the appraiser and say, hey, I need to get 300 on this one, or I need to get 350 on it. Maybe they won't admit it, but I know this is what was going on back in the day. How is the appraisal system now? It's changed quite dramatically. The lender is now in charge of ordering the appraisal. So in other words, they have what are called AMS services, and the lender calls that company and does order the appraisal for every loan. Um, it only makes sense because the lender is going to loan on that property. So they've readjusted this in a way where they say, okay, we're going to order the appraisal through that service, and that's what we're going to use. Yeah. So, I mean, there must be times, though, that an appraisal does come in low. And, you know, you being in real estate for 100 years, you, you probably know it's low. I mean, do we have any ability to fight back as a buyer or, or as the mortgage broker to say, look, you need to reevaluate this? Absolutely. On that side, the, the, one of the problems with that type of service is, there's a list that they go by for the AMS company. Um, you don't know if you're going to be getting a, a brand new appraiser that has just gone through an apprenticeship and is now an appraiser. You don't know if the appraiser that you're going to have has been doing it for 40 years. But it's very frustrating for all parties involved when you do miss the mark. So um, what I usually done, and I've been in that situation, nobody likes to be in that situation. You want to have the value come back at the value or higher. So when that happens, one of the first things I will do is I will call the realtor and say, hey, look, you know, let's get some comps, let's go back, let's regroup, and let's make a case to see if we can get that adjusted. Yeah. And then what happens, Ryan, in that situation when you're working with a buyer, the appraisal does come in low, so there's no way. Let's say we offered 400 grand. Mm -hmm. The appraisal comes in at 350, right? And, and they're not going to go any higher. Does the negotiation continue with the seller at that point, or what do we do? It does continue because when you're down below in that 350 range now, there's a 50 grand difference between the two parties. And the only way to make that money up is to come out of pocket 50 grand. And if someone can't 
do that within the time period, you got to negotiate down to the actual price because that's what the that's what the lender's going to give you. That's what the banks are going to give you, and that's kind of your next hurdle, right? Like I said, right after the inspection, that you know the seller's going to have to decide if they can come down to that price. But the sellers also have to understand that after that appraisal comes through, that's pretty much what their home is worth. So they have to understand and adjust to the market and what it's at you know, to come down to that price. Yeah. And do you find sellers generally will come down at that point or what, how does this normally go? It depends on the sellers. Of course, it all depends on what the scenario, the situation that they're in. Cause some people might need that extra 50 grand to be able to get out of that house that maybe 350 might be too low. Yeah. And maybe sometimes if a buyer really likes that house, they're allowed to pay over that if they want. But once again, it's out of pocket. Right. So they have to be able to have that money available to be able to do that. Got it. Ryan Smaldone. All right, show me a couple houses. Now, uh, this looks like it's beachfront or something, but this is on the lake, right? Yes, this right. is. Where this, are these properties? These are over in Belle Isle. So they're in uh, Isle Vista. Um, and basically, they're on Lake Conway, and that's three different chains of lakes connected into each other. Um, as you can see with this house, this is one of our new constructions. Um, it is 90 days away from being done. So some of the pictures are going to be a little bit incomplete, but they're getting done. Um, it's about 4,441 square feet. Um, basically, where it's five bedrooms, four bath. Uh, the views of the lake are beautiful. Uh, when you look at that, they're going to be able to get that lake all pretty much cleaned up. It's going to be a white sand beach. Um, you will have to put in your own dock, of course, if you need that. Some people just enjoy a lakefront house without the water sports, but you know it all depends on what you really look for. Um, and of course, you have the eat-out kitchen in the back, so you have that summer kitchen that you have with the lanai, so you can you know host all the parties you want. If you have people over for football or anything like that, graduations, it's a perfect place for that as well. Beautiful. How do you think being waterfront, like right on this lake, really affects the value? Like if I put this house in the middle of a, a regular neighborhood, what do you think it costs? Uh, definitely takes a definitely a dramatic drop because it all depends on what type of body of water is behind the home. If it's a pond, you know, it's going to give a little bit of a boost. If it's a non-skiable lake, you know, it's going to be a little bit more than that. Of course, that waterfront that you have with the pond. But then if you have a water, you know, basically you can do your water sports on the lake and it's big enough, it's going to increase the price by quite a bit because yeah. you can't change location. And this is absolutely a brand new house. I mean, whoever buys this is walking in. No, no one's ever lived there. Nope, no one's ever lived in this home. Jeez, oh, beautiful. Uh, what's the price point here on this one? So the price of this home is going to be 1.35. Um, so it's a little bit more expensive, but it's going to be a beautiful home. I mean, even with that Spanish tile roof, you don't have to replace that roof for 30 plus years. So yeah, what <laughs> is the square footage on this? Square footage is going to be 4,441, and then that's the heated square footage. But if you're doing total, it's going to be 6,125. Oh wow! I saw a nice outdoor kitchen there as well. Oh yeah, um, I can certainly see myself sitting out there at the pool. Uh, doing a crab boil Dallas? What do you think, Val? Absolutely. Great for view. Sure. You, I mean, do you think they'll be able to put a dock there and everything? Or? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's already zoned for a, a dock and everything. Like we say, some people like to put in their own special type of dock because you don't want to put the wrong one in. Yeah. So we always give the option for them to be able to do that. Beautiful. If you have any questions or would like to see this property, very simple. All you have to do is call 407-205-0400. I'll hook you up with Ryan. You can go see it this weekend if you want. If you want to get pre-approved to buy this house or any house, same phone number. I have people standing by 407-205-0400. Now, Ryan, you're going to take me down the street a little bit here, right? Same road, Isle Vista. Yep, same road, Isle Vista. 
Um, so basically, this home right here, you already got the beachfront done. This one's completely renovated, completely done. Um, it's going to have six bedrooms, five baths, so a little bit bigger of a home. Uh, it's got a home theater and everything that you could even change into a bedroom if you really wanted to add the extra space. Um, it is three, it's 5,308 square feet, so a bigger home. So of course, you know it's going to cost a little bit more. Um, it also has its own dock already done because the, the owners of the home already finished that. Beautiful. And what is the price point on this one? The price point on this one is going to be 1.575. How old is this? How, many, how, how, how long has it been built? So this one was done in 2011. So Siri Homes, which is the uh, one that's doing the last one, uh, they do majority of the homes within that neighborhood. So it's they're pretty much all the same construction over 30 years of experience, yeah. too. Any idea how the schools are down in this area? Uh, schools are good down there. You're going to have Oak Ridge is going to be your high school and everything. So, you know, the area is great. You go. Like I said, living on Lake Conway, you really can't beat that. Unbelievable. Any questions about either of these homes? I'll hook you up with Ryan. 407-205-0400. Now, Dallas, let me get to you here for a minute as well. Sure. Rates right now, you know, I don't know if you can talk specifically about them, but I, I read the reports. I mean, since last November, they've come down like another point. I would have thought we'd be back up at five, six, seven by now. I mean, that's what I've always said over the last several years. But, I mean, we are still in an incredible climate when it comes to mortgage rates, no doubt about it. I mean, what's keeping us down so low? Well, you know, it's a number of things. The, the, the unemployment rate is at an all-time low. The economy is thriving right now. All those things come together for the perfect storm, so to speak, to be a homeowner. Um, speaking ranges, you know, you really can't talk about a daily rate because rates can change on the hour, the minute, on market conditions. But to, to talk about a range, you know, you could go from an FHA possibly today at about 3.75, wow. which is extremely low. And if you want to talk conforming, you may be in the range anywhere from 4.75, maybe a little higher. But as we say, you know, the rates right now are just historically low due to all those great economic conditions. Um, if you're going to buy a home, if you're going to be refinancing, this is the time to do it. Um, I see that, you know, toward the end of this last quarter of the year, especially moving into next year with the continued good news, rates are going to continue to just tick up a little bit. But you know what? Still a great affordable time to buy a home. How hard is it to get a mortgage right now? And let, let me preface that by saying you hear me talk about 2006, pulse in a pen, 2010, you need an act of Congress. Where are we right now when it comes to difficulty in getting a mortgage? Difficulty is a factor that it goes on a matrix of, of several things. You know, credit is one of them, income reserves, things of that nature. But if you want to compare back to 2006 to current date, you had a lot of investors back then in 2006 that were buying homes. You had a lot of programs, uh, no income verification loans that really shouldn't have been out there. The market has adjusted, everything has been adjusted, and how hard, how difficult is it to get a loan? They've relaxed you know, the standards for to, to get a loan. I think we're in a great place right now. Um, I always say the answer is no, and it will always be no, unless you ask. So, you know, you spoke a few minutes ago about uh, the difficulty in possibly getting approved for a loan. If you don't ask, you're never gonna get one. Times right now, and as you said, one in 10, are still great for the home ownership buyer. The other thing we like to do is, if they can't afford a home for any reason, we don't wanna say no. We wanna put them on a course of action and work with them. So they may not be able to buy in 30 to 45 days with Ryan or the, the realtors out there, but you know what? We can work together and get them on a plan and, and get them ready for home ownership down the road. 
I always hear about this pre-approval letter. Uh, no realtor is going to take you to, uh, to see any houses for sale until you get that pre-approval. What exactly is a pre-approval letter? Well, there's two things. There's a pre-qualification letter and there's a pre-approval letter. Uh, when you issue or I issue a pre-approval letter, that means I've taken the time to meet with the buyer and I've reviewed all of those things we just said a few seconds ago. The bottom line, what are we looking at? We're looking at credit. We're looking at reserves, we're looking at length of employment, those couple factors. And once a borrower, a buyer, submits that to me, then I can pre-approve them based on that information so the realtor has the confidence to present an offer and say, hey, this, this person is ready to go based on that information, and you have a bona fide buyer at that point. Yeah. What, what sort of time are you looking for for closing now? Like, How long does it take to really get fully approved and, and ready for closing? Um, 30 days, you know, realtors write 30-day contracts, um, 45 days on the offset of a longer contract. But I would say traditionally that um, everybody usually closes within that 30-day period. There is enough time to get it done. All parties come and work together to make it happen. The realtors are always great to make sure things close on time. I'm always in touch. My processors are in touch with the lenders. We want to make sure that we deliver on that date. And, of course, you know, most realtors write the contract where they will say, honor before a specific date. So it is possible to close early, but to answer your question, that benchmark of 30 days, I think it's hit consistently. And so let's say I already have my checking account with Bank of America. I'm just gonna go in the branch, you know, I'm used to going in there and depositing my checks or whatever. I'm gonna go go in the branch to, I am already have my checking account there. I'll just get my uh, mortgage there as well. What separates you and what you can do versus the, the big box lender, so to speak? Well, we have a lot more programs, loan scenarios, loan programs for the borrowers. Um, traditionally, at the as we call them, the big box banks, um, if everything aligns perfectly for the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac guidelines, which is what they, that's how they pre-approve or approve somebody for a loan, then you're going to get a fairly good loan. But one of the things I always tell people is if you are looking at your bank, take a look at what you're getting on your return in your savings account in anything else you're really not getting much. We will go the extra mile with all of our lenders to go to programs. You might have just missed those Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac guidelines. We will always put you in the right scenario to get you the best loan. I got it. Dallas Lehman, thank you for being here. If you want to get pre-approved this weekend, I'll make sure he's standing by right now. 407-205-0400. And now, without further ado, it is time for The Real Estate roundtable every week here on you have real estate we answer your questions all you have to do is go to the website youhavepower.com you can ask us questions there throughout the week we might just answer them next saturday on you have real estate let's go to Rhonda and osteen i watch on click orlando do you think that i should wait until next year to purchase a home ryan smeldon so i think till next year possibly um in my own opinion now is one of the best times to actually buy a home because there's less competition. There's actually, there might not be as much of an in inventory, but you might find that perfect house beforehand too. Yeah. So right now is not a bad time. And even next year, remember when you get closer towards that summertime, it's gonna be a little bit more competitive and have a lot more inventory. But even today is a good time to buy. Fred and Kissimmee, how long does it take to get a pre-approval, Dallas Lehman? As soon as, you know, the borrower, I always say, is an active participant in that process. If they come prepared with everything that I've asked them to deliver, bank statements, pay stubs, just a few basic items we have to look at, we can do it very quickly, same day, maybe a day later. If for any reason they're a little slower in getting their documentation, it might take the better part of a week. But either way, once they're pre-approved, they're ready to go. 
at John in Winter Garden. I'm thinking about getting my real estate license. Do you think I should? I don't see why not. It's a great business. It's amazing to be inside of. I recommend it to anybody. Ryan, tell your father I said hi. Oh, Thanks I for will. being here, buddy. <laughs> Come back you. and see us, okay? Dallas Lehman, you have mortgage. Thank you, sir, Pleasure. for being here. Come back and see me anytime as thank well. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. But most importantly, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions about anything we talked about at all today or you need to get pre-approved today, all you have to do is call that phone number 407 205 4 Zero, zero, or if you're looking to sell your house, call us. We have the ability to do that for you right away. I'm attorney Justin Clark, and I'll see you right back here next week for another edition of You Have Real Estate. Are you considering selling your home and you would like to have it featured right here on our show? Or are you looking to get back in the house market and you need to get pre-approved? All you have to do is give us a call, 407-205-0400. I'm attorney Justin Clark. For those of you who are fans of You Have Real Estate, I'm so excited to announce the new radio show starting the day after Labor Day. It's Florida Man Radio 105.5. I'll be on at 6 o'clock p.m. I follow Shannon Burke. Please tune in the day after Labor Day, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. You're going to love Florida Man Radio. I'll see you on the radio.